Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another episode of the Z Nation After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking about the two-part season finale for uh, season four, episodes 12 and 13, Mount Weather and the Black Rainbow. We've got a very special show for you guys tonight and two special guests in studio. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now... Let the buzz begin. Oh, here we go. (laughs) You just, you got to start at the beginning for that song. Thank you, Michelle. It was, we were pondering radioactive. We were pondering end of the world as we know it. And then Michelle said, welcome to the Black Parade. And we all kind of went, here we are. That's kind of perfect. It really is. In a terrible sort of fashion. (laughs) Guys, I don't know what happened. The season came and went so fast i can't believe it's over guys and the wor- and for what the third fourth time in a row the world might be over well <laughs> it's yeah, the apocalypse we the world might be over every day i told strength. you we're gonna end with an apocalyptic cliffhanger that may or may not murder everyone like this is what Our we do special guests have some explaining to do but <laughs> yes. let's yes, let's go do. ahead and dig into it hey there z nation fans we're talking about the finale for season four let's not waste any time let me introduce my fan Fantastic panel. To my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. And to my left. Hello, everyone. I'm Michelle Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. Hey, it's Cherry the Geek, and you can find me everywhere as Cherry underscore L-A. And I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And joining us on the couch are two returning guest star champions, director Abram Cox. Woo! Thank you for having me. Thank you. And co-creator, writer, showrunner, I think I've listed off everything. Mischief Par- maker. Carl <laughs> <laughs> Schaefer. Breaker of hearts. Herder uh, of cats. <laughs> Herder of cats, yes. Carl Schaefer. Herder of zombies. Thank you guys so, Thank so you. much for coming on Great tonight. Great to be here. How does it feel now that the season's over? Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and then that happened, you know, um... It went fast for us, too. I mean, it was a, a short season to shoot. We have fewer days, um, like 13 fewer shooting days this season yeah. than previously. So um, it was it was fast and uh, fast and furious. But it came out good, I thought. Yeah, it was one of those things, I think, where they were like, when they... When we started to find out how fast we were going to shoot, <laughs> I think there was a lot of like looking at each other and being like, I don't know, can we do We can do it. <laughs> and, then, and then like, you know, you get like the competitive thing of it's going to happen. We're going to do this. We're going to be able to do this in five days. So, yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. Prep five days, shoot five days, prep five days, shoot five days. Now, due to the additional time constraint that we and we've had other guests talk about um, the accelerated time frame this season, but would you guys say this has been your most challenging season so far? I, can I? Uh, well, I don't know. Not compared to the first season. I mean, I yeah. think that's that was sort of you know because that just 
it that was seemed totally impossible to do at the time when we tried to do that. And we after that one, you kind of went, well, okay, I guess it is possible in some form. We can do anything to do this, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, uh, and every season had to be different. This one, there was just like no margin for error, and it was it was all planning and writing to just like knowing exactly what we could do in a time frame, and and everybody. You know, coming back for the fourth time to do it and being really on their game and and uh, getting lucky in a couple of things and um, you know and and none of it came out too bad and most of it came out great so uh, we were happy in the end. Yeah, and and you feel the uh, on set you always feel the pressure. There's always, I mean, you're always running against a clock. You're coming up to that tenth hour, twelfth hour. You know, your blood pressure's rising, you're freaking out, you got six things to do, you only have time to do two of them. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Whatever the case may be. But I don't know, it felt strangely a lot simpler after after you made it through the gauntlet. After you made it through the gauntlet, you look back and you went, "Wow, we did it." That was that right. Well, because it was just—I think it was just the planning, yeah. and we—and you yeah. know—they were—they are small shows. They all came in a little short on purpose, um, <laughs> and you know things like that. Um, we used every trick we could to, um, you know, make as much as we had show up on screen. To so. answer the AV club, who always is like asking us about why we do slow motion. No, right, right, right. <laughs> this is this, we've been reading That's their right. reviews. I, I it's saw really that today. no, it's hilarious. We've been reading their reviews, and and from the beginning of the season, they always talk about slow motion. You know, um, fortunately, a couple times it hit right. But the um, the reality is. Uh, you know, we'll shoot a lot of slow motion and stuff, and it is fun to do things in slow motion, but sometimes slow motion makes your running time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the honest reality, you know? It's kind of like that that uh, that unspoken fact, but, you know, at the end of the day, it ends up looking a lot of fun, looking uh, very fun, and, and all of our guys have a lot of fun with it, especially the VFX guys and so forth. Well, and, uh, so much of our show is about, like, what do we have? How much time do we have? And what do we? Ha- it's it's like one of those uh, uh, cooking uh, competitive cooking shows where you give you six ingredients at the beginning of the hour <laughs> that don't go together, and you have to come up with something. And t- that's sort of what Z Nation is like. What do we got this week? Well, we have an abandoned farm somewhere, right. and we only have six zombies, and two of them are kids. So come up with something for them and. The episode has to use every ingredient in the basket in a new and different way. Right, I exactly. watched a lot of Chopped. <laughs> exactly. it's, the, it's the Iron Chef of uh, zombie Fish chefs. and vanilla ice cream. It's like, yeah, okay. The best are when you start to go, how do we make a drone? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, we just... And, and then, you, then you get in and you have these conversations about, like, we're only going to build 30% of the drone. And then you talk to the art director, and the art director is like, well, we figured out how to build well, the, drone <laughs> the full-scale thing. The drone thing, thing was, it's like, no, we, well, we wrote in the drone, and then it was like, okay, well, we're never going to get a drone, so what the fuck are we going to do with that? You know, And it was like, well, okay, we can just, it could be under construction, so we'll put it under a tarp. Right? We were talking for a long time. It was just, all you got to build me, Vince, all you got to build me is just the framework so we can throw a tarp over it. And he's like, oh, we, got, we can't just throw a tarp over it. So, all right, give me one wing and like a, you know, a wheel maybe. And in the end, it was, you know, 14 people carving a 40 foot piece of foam that they had put together. And yeah. uh, we actually made a drone that you could get in and, it rolled. Right. It, it, wow. it, it, like, it was insane. And, and we keep threatening to put it on, a, like, a Volkswagen frame and drive it around 
driving around Spokane and just park at places so like Google Earth picks it up or some spy satellite sees it and people freak out. Park it in front of Boo Radley. It's a loose drone somewhere. A... Absolutely. Right. And it was it was absolutely hilarious too because I remember uh, the original size of it. We were like, okay, well, you know what? We'll shoot this slightly low and wide and. And we'll make it look Force bigger than it is. Force perspective. Like we big. Start, yeah, we started talking about that, and then all of a sudden, like, uh, we got out there, we looked at it, and then, um, and then uh, I think it was Daniel stepped back like three or four feet one way, and he's like, you know, if you just look at that other angle that you guys want to shoot from, it'd be better if it was just bigger, and we could do this thing and all that kind of stuff. And suddenly, like, Vince calls up like a like an hour or two hours later, and he goes, "Yeah, just so you know, I mean, just make sure Carl's cool with it. We're building it bigger now." <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't think we need to bother Carl if we're building bigger. There, he's I mean, gonna walk in these, and be like, it's "All cool. these like crazy decisions go in that then turn out to to work fine." It's like, well, where are we gonna build it? You know? And it's like, well, we we had this empty warehouse out there at. Uh, the abandoned aluminum plant where we shoot all of the Citizen Z stuff. Um, you know, so we'll build it there, and it's like, well, then, so when we shoot it, we're, are we going to, how are we going to move this anywhere to film it and everything? And it was like, well, I really like the space we're in that we built it in. It's like, let's just say this is where they built it, and it's going to fly out that end of the doors. This is a hangar now. Yeah, exactly. This is our yep. hangar. And, and that paint room where they got all their equipment for this place locked up in it, we're going to say that that. There's a door in the back of that, and everybody's going to come out of there. And so you just make, I mean, you're just really making it up with what you have. And anything that looks cool with some lighting and a little smoke, it's like, yes, we're doing that. <laughs> they run down this hallway, you know. And, um, so that was. Uh, it sounds it sounds very much like the prop department uh, straight up makes everything in the show in a cave with a box of scraps and always <laughs> comes out with something miraculous. I feel like you told the prop department, "Hey, we need a drone," and they all went, "My time has come." <laughs> or like you're like, "Ah, oh, here here are the design schematics." You know, um, you know, do what you Just can, something. and then you come back and it's three times as big, and they're like. We can explain. Well, this, season, <laughs> yeah, this season was certainly a big art department season overall. I mean, it was sort of because we had a we had the uh, um, uh, museum space that we were using as stages. We've never had stages before in the past, so um, you know, uh, Vince, our our production designer, was able to uh, um, build a bunch of great sets: the the uh, crypt underground, the bar. Um, you know, t- the uh, the lab, of course, uh, um, and and the same window that you see in the lab that looks like some giant computer thing is the same window that Citizen Z is fighting the uh, uh, you know uh, um, what's his name, um, Mr. Scampy. Oh yeah, soccer zombie. Did anybody notice after we had a guy with a pipe through him the next week? There's a. Uh, um, uh, the Walking Dead, they've got a guy <laughs> fighting with a pipe through him, just like that. Um, would he just wander off of our set? Onto it's, the, the, <laughs> it's the zombie zeitgeist. <laughs> Went all the way down oh, from and by Washington, D.C. to Georgia. We should say, like, like uh, um, who's the kid that plays Carl? What's his name? Uh, um, he's invited on our show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime wow. he wants, if he wants to live on Z Nation, <laughs> I'm telling him right now he'll live to the final episode if he wants to come hang out with us. That is an AfterBuzz TV exclusive. Oh, right? That's hilarious. Well, or if he wants to write his own demise, we'll do that too. He can go out on a motorcycle on fire, whatever the hell he wants. Just Chandler Riggs. That's what he Chandler, you're out Chandler there. Riggs. Oh, Z Nation. Chandler Riggs has officially been invited on come, Z Nation. Come. All right. We'll Come play with us. We'll have some fun. Um, so, talking about the wow. the story for this season. Um, oh yeah. This. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you, you know the wanna, thing that we're all super invested in. If you guys want to talk more behind the scenes, we are completely down with that. But as far as the story for this season goes, um, I thought we we all had a lot of questions at the very beginning of the season regarding uh, Warren's prophetic visions. So regarding the the stingray in the sky, which turned out to be. Uh, uh, you know the drones flying through the air, and regarding Stingray being in the Black Rainbow video it was just like <laughs> that, that was a beautiful cool. little detail. So I I do have to ask. <laughs> I, I have to tell you about the Stingray. Please, Please do. do. 
So it said in the script, it said a stingray-like shape goes <laughs> past <laughs> through the sky. And we have this fantastic uh, visual oh, artist who does our stuff for us, and he's all excited. And he goes, oh, I got that shot for, you know, the the vision of the stingray thing going through the sky. And it's an actual stingray in the thing. <laughs> he's put all this time into making it this beautiful stingray thing. And I'm just going, I can't tell him. I can't <laughs> it looks fucking awesome, man. What can I say? It's fantastic. Um, I wasn't going to say, no, dude, it was just supposed to be that shape. It wasn't. So that's. And everybody thinks it's like, and it's like one of the signature things that people refer to in the show. And yeah, I believe when we had you guys on the phone earlier this season, uh, we were like, what's the deal with the stingray? And you guys were like, ah, oh, you'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> I predicted that it was a ship. You did. I predicted that a while. <laughs> yeah, I called a it surprising amount all, of this, and it, I'm kind of mad. My, I mean, it is one of those things where you're, uh, like, where you're just going so fast and, and furious, and everybody's working, and... And it's a little bit of that thing from Spinal Tap, right, where you wind up with the the uh, statue of Stonehenge. Yeah, the eight-inch Stonehenge instead of the eight-foot one. Um, but it turned out good. You yeah. know, it turned out great. So you just, like, go, I love it, you know, and go with it. So That's the motto right there. Right, right. <laughs> In fact, we should, like, get at that. Trademark. That should be a T-shirt. I love it, right. Carl. Right whenever, there. Whenever, I love whenever, it. Go whenever there's it. something where I'm going, I don't know, and they're going, we don't have any time to do anything else. That's my response is, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no choice. Uh, yes, and it's very improv. Oh, exactly. very, and well, the whole season is like, I mean, every season is a little like this, where it's a, it's a bit like jazz. You've got to get really, really. Freeform with it. Yeah, yeah you got to get used to that fluid because a lot of times, like, you know, you show up on set, you're, you've, you think it's going to be. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This, but it actually is, you know, you know a Leatherman instead of a big well, the, wrench the or something like that. The amazing thing about a TV show, too, is it's a huge exercise in right-on-time manufacturing. Yeah. Because you're in the writer's room eight months before you shoot something, and somebody goes, and then he has a golden scepter in his hand. <laughs> and and then all the people in the writer's room will never see that scepter again until that day, at that scene, at that moment, when some guy comes running in with the scepter, and, that's, and you see it, and you go, ah! <laughs> and it's like a brass doorknob, and you're right. like, brass doorknobs are great! Yeah, I, I, I love it! Um, you know, but, the, but we get a lot of that stuff right. Uh, um, <laughs> Um, over time, you know, but you have to be flexible. That's yeah. de definitely, uh, um, that's the difference between us and a real TV show. How did you get to uh, animate the video? Yeah. Um, we got, that was like a, um, a, uh, friend of Merch's. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. a company out of Seattle, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, just a young animation company. Top notch work. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Good. It was a fun, My fun job thing to throw to somebody. Was the warning above it. And I, I <laughs> oh, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote you read the, the warning. Out, but yes, I don't have a lot it of great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it right, no clog dancing. There was it, all kinds like, of like crazy. Uh, um, Waterboarding was one of them, including and limited to waterboarding, <laughs> uh, dismemberment, country line dancing, uh, tub thumping. <laughs> tub thumping. Country still tub thump. But, it was a know, great <laughs> list Trump of this is what we're going to do to you for seeing this, and then it becomes a cartoon video. <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> It's for like Cold War era. Uh, it was delightful. <laughs> for when speaking, you just have to murder everyone. Speaking of, one of the things that we get in the first part of this two-part season finale is we actually get to meet the president along with Agents Johnson and Johnson, who I thought were delightful. Johnson um, and Johnson, though. Johnson. <laughs> well, I thought it was a great choice that um, we actually get to meet. 
I guess, the most legitimate person to be president, given in terms of the line of succession, uh, yeah. given that we had an election episode the, last year. The 234th president of the United States of America. <laughs> and what are we on now, 45th? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We burned through a lot of people. Exactly. We're a little bit, we're Sketchy and sketchy. We're on to something. A little far down the list. They were on to something <laughs> with their list. <laughs> um, and just but, asking Warren, like, so be, are you in line? And she's just, yeah. Right, yeah. She's <laughs> now, was that something that you guys decided you wanted to do this season, or did you guys want to do that um, when you guys did the election episode last season? You're like, hey, let's let's go ahead and actually bring in the legit president. I think, uh, well, I think... When we first did that, we sort of figured there was there was no president. We didn't we didn't know at that time that one existed because we didn't need one. So <laughs> you know we didn't that um, we just hadn't you know uh, dealt with that part of the apocalypse. It's sort of it's funny. I mean, when you do a show for five years, you start to find things out along with the characters as you're doing the storytelling, especially when you keep crossing the country because you don't really think about the whole world until you get to that part of the world and at that time and place and uh, uh, think of it then. So it, it's it's um, the crew and the writers and everybody are kind of moving through a world in the same way, discovering things and making stuff up left and right, too. <laughs> and let's be honest, if she really is president, she's president of the ashes. Like... For all of the military enclaves that are still operational throughout the country, as we've seen, like Northern Lights, there's no infrastructure anymore. No, no troops. Like it's just her and Johnson and Johnson. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. We didn't see anybody else but them. Eventually, Zona, or so they think. Zona. Zona. Speaking oh, of, yeah. the entire chat wants to know where your hoodie came from and if they can get one. Oh, uh, like, is it available? You know, is the uh, I think a, it is available. Is it available? On, I think online? somebody had them online. Yeah, yeah, these are these are great hoodies. They, and they're comfortable. By the way, they're Gotta really, really comfortable. Got to add that to my Christmas list. <laughs> I have the logo on the back. I, yeah, so. I wear a, I wear a lot of hoodies. I like I like this one. This is this has become my favorite one. This was our uh, crew gift. Hold on, I'll stand up and turn around. Ooh, a fashion right. show. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah turn for the camera. Ooh. Oh, wow. Show the Z Nation on the back. That is awesome. That is really cool. So the very short answer is no, that's not available to purchase. That's a crew gift. <laughs> but, but, but I think I think, I think, Paul's I think right, they, are, yeah. they are available online. Yeah. I've seen them. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, and the cool thing is that, you know, this uh, the Zona aspect of it is, that's the, that's the stuff. But, um... Yeah, Johnson and Johnson. Next time, I'll have to use the Koch brothers. Right. <laughs> I this is Mr. Barnum and this is Mr. Bailey. <laughs> yeah, Only Agent Orange. If you put them Agent in Orange. an extensive oh wine God. cellar. Absolutely. Shut <laughs> <laughs> too far. Sex. Too far with the Koch brothers. You never know. Okay. Now you've just opened it up. It's going to happen. It's like I want know, a little footnote. That's how stuff that works. Moment. It's like boom. <laughs> You guys have been up there. You've been on the show. Well, yeah. you, you'll come up on the show at some point, Sherry. There you go. I'm sure. Look at that. Hopefully. Yeah. I have a question. We, go for okay, it. Go for it. Tim K's been finding love in every episode of the season almost. Who is he going to end up with? And now we're going to have a love triangle in season five. Congratulations on season five. Yay! Yay! Well, you know, I think the thing is, is like he was he was uh, so repressed for so long <laughs> that now the pendulum one. has swung the other way, where we kind of feel like we have to like. Let him have his day in court with the lady. <laughs> well, you know, he's the cute one. Let's be real. At All some point, one, we I'm will see Red again, and we'll see what happens. You yeah. know, right. it's like uh, who knows? It's the apocalypse. Anything could happen. Now, I, I oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of Red, we've had quite a few questions in chat about. Mm. Are disappearing ladies, as it turns out. Right. Because Addie disappeared like in episode that. two. Uh, Sun May disappeared in episode two. Re episode two, we lost half of our cast. We lost most of our women. Yes. And okay. we kind of want to know how and why and will I, they return? I think the, we'll yeah, the best... Return. I feel like the best way to approach this question... Uh, Michelle, do you want to try? Oh, no, I was just going to say we had Jody and Kalita on last week and I got to say where the uterus is at. Yeah, where the uterus <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but I, I guess the best way to approach this without <laughs> dipping into spoilers for season five is asking 
if that was a storyline that you guys had planned out for this season that got left on the cutting room floor because there wasn't any time, or if the plan was always to address it in the next season. That's, I was that's always to address it because all of our casting is comes down to money. So, you know, how many episodes Addie's in, Red's in, Sun May's in is all a, a factor of how much uh, um, character coin we have to spend. Um, and it rippled through doing five-day episodes because having things like just bringing two more characters along means there's now seven close-ups to shoot with every scene instead of five. And you just, at a certain point, you just... And, and there was a lot of audience feedback, too, of... of um, not wanting to go on the side characters and spend time with them and get back to the core, original mm-hmm. core characters. Um, there was a lot of uh, feedback from the network and a lot of their research. Um, and, and people online, I mean, you can find people that will support any version of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, you know, all the people that want it on ice, and I, I keep <laughs> fighting that. Um, I want it now. You know, uh, yeah, Z Nation on ice. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> We're still waiting episode. on that. We're still hey. waiting on that musical episode. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you go back to ice, though, if they go to New America and that's in Canada. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's an option. <gasps> Provided that the zombies entire world on has not been murdered. Like zombies Bambi. on ice. It's a whole hockey thing. zombies. We like, did have hockey zombies. We've had yeah, hockey zombies yeah. twice. Yeah. 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 But I like know. on the actually ice. Skating, actually was, skating. Instead of a Zamboni, was, it's a Zomboni. No, that was Max original Like when we did the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was the first iteration of zombies real skating in that. Yeah. I miss that. That was such a nice... That was such a nice happy moment in a very dark season. Oh, but yes, more zombies on ice always a plus. I mean, but w- w- with all of our characters, we don't we don't do holding deals like a normal show. You know, a normal show when you cast somebody, you have them for five years tied up, and um, we don't have any of that. Every season, we have to rework it with everybody, and we get a different budget that's less every season than we had the season before. And uh, you know, so it's, again, it's sort of like that the uh, the cooking show thing, you know, and you've got fifteen minutes to do it in. Um, so there's a lot of things that we would love to do story-wise. I would love to have had Addie through the whole season um, and done, you know, a whole side story with uh, Sun May and Red. But at a certain point, it was either don't have them in at all for the season or get everybody back, pay it back. And, and Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And also, you know, set them up to bring them back in a, a future season. And, um, and... The fact that everything doesn't tie up and everything's not explained. Well, that that was something that you always said was like leaving those loose ends were always uh, going to be beneficial for the next season. And on top of it, the Warren's dream being the real push force that right. we needed yeah. to stay with Warren's dream at all costs all the way through. So, yeah. I think that's the prediction that I was angriest about. Full on winter soldier. Like, oh. yes, I, I have to hand it to these ladies. Everybody last at the end of last episode made some really good guesses about the the nature of the finale and the nature of Warren's visions. And I gotta say, everybody on this table was way closer than me. I hate being <laughs> You're right. so close. You're so She's close. She's a sleeper agent. She's been secretly programmed to be evil. I think I threw that out like three different times. Just like, lol, wouldn't it be funny? I hate being right. <laughs> I think that's part of the fun, though. I think people, I mean, sometimes they like to be fooled, but sometimes you like to figure out who the murderer was and go, oh, yeah, all right, I got all the pieces, I too. I solved you know? the mystery. Right, right. <laughs> there was only so many kids. things, right. Um, and again, it's it's so not about the plot anyway. So, um. <laughs> the, um, t- oh, you have a question? I have two part questions. Now, aren't they spoiler questions? Yeah. Again, yes. Carrie, no. you need to stop that. that. Okay. Spoil now, hasn't it all aired? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can't ask about next season because oh. yes, 
No, we <laughs> are. <laughs> <laughs> I could just be lying. No, no, not to me. Well, that 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 you know that's part of the appeal, <laughs> right, right? The unreliable narrator. <laughs> exactly. He does enjoy that. So someone asked me on Twitter. Did Warren say Murphy or Mercy? Mercy. She says half Mercy at the end. Because I'm feeling a chemistry between Murphy and Warren, and I'm thinking they progressed to friendship. Their, their connection. People have been shipping yeah. them. I don't know what that. That's <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the first exactly time. This is the first is. time I'm hearing about this theory. No, no, is this really? I've seen it online a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, and oh, on nah. Twitter I, and stuff like that. No. I mean, on one hand, I. <laughs> From from a from a completely objective standpoint, I think it's much more interesting if they just remain confidants or people who are at odds that have a mutual respect for one another. I think that's more interesting, but that doesn't stop me from yelling at the TV at least once an episode. <laughs> now kiss. She does. No. <laughs> now kiss. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's I'm, I'm not into it. I don't. I heartily it. disagree with that shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all want to ship it fine, cool, whatever. I'm just kind of like, meh. I, I feel like we need to pass around a hat on this <laughs> and just draw probably, a boat. I, I mean, you'll probably see more. <laughs> we'll get back to the conflict between them again. Um, you know, that everybody's going to take. I, I mean, I like to do that every season and just tumble all the characters uh, into new uh, sort of stances and relationships and flip things over. So. Um, you know, he was red for a reason at the end of uh, <laughs> season four. I'm sure he was um, thrilled. Yeah. Poor, actually, poor he liked team. that. He was he missed being blue. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Was it um, easier in the makeup chair, the red as opposed? Oh to Oh my blue? god! It, yeah, his day was literally probably half as short. I'm not even kidding. Wow. Uh, oh. Well, you know, certainly probably... hours, three or four hours shorter. Because um, he to do that blue, he would come in like. Oh, if, if they were doing his whole body, that was like five or six hours, oh, I yeah. think. You had to bring and him in. just to do early. his face and hands was like three hours. Yeah. Um, so if he had a six o'clock call, he'd come in at 3 a.m. And then and then the patchwork in season three, that was even more time. long. Right, right. All of, yeah, sure. Just waiting was for a somebody base. to cue, cue uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but the, the red can be translucent and the blue couldn't. Well, they so may that, just spray it on. I don't know what we're yeah, doing. Yeah. Give them some, you know, tablets that just kind of soak through or something. I just thought Systemic it was, uh, it, makeup. <laughs> just spray tan booth. All right, get in. He's, yeah, the red, to me, I really liked the look of that. Like, once we saw it. He looks in those, great in a color. Looked, yeah, I mean, he looked I amazing admit. in the red. Like, he came out, and I felt like... I felt like we were kind of giving an homage to the remake coming up of Hellboy. Well, I, I was going to say, he looked a but lot like Hellboy. I saw him the other day, and, and he was clean-shaven and had, like, a regular haircut, and he looked like a 25-year-old dorky kid. <laughs> right. I didn't even recognize him. I am not kidding. I did not recognize who it was. I thought it was, like, a nephew of his. It's like, that guy looks a little like Keith. You like He's a like, distant oh cousin of some Keith. sort? <laughs> But he definitely looks like ten years younger without the beard. And, right. You know, wow. He's just, he. I mean, it makes you realize what a good actor he is too. Yeah. When you see his street look, and you go, oh, "My goodness, that's not the same person at all." Right. I would never recognize him. Now, well, and most guys look younger without a beard. Yeah. I do have to ask um, when we when we finally get to DC and they find uh, they find the entrance. Was that maybe this is a better question for Daniel? Uh, but was that an intentional homage to Raiders of the Lost Ark? <laughs> oh, the thing with the, the beam of light and all of yeah, that. Can I put my hands down? <laughs> That was like I don't know. We need something a Just little flashy yeah. here, you know? <laughs> I mean, really, and, and and I'm sure unconsciously, yeah, sure. I, I have um, a feeling. I mean, everything in the whole show is an homage <laughs> to some damn thing, you know. Uh, um, even other things that we've done, uh, homages <laughs> to ourselves at this point. Um, Just uh, Doctor Teller in a fit of boredom <laughs> watching Indiana Jones and going. What if I made her do that? <laughs> that, that would, would be, be hilarious. hilarious. Well, part of the also baked into the show is the idea that our because so often in science fiction, like in The Walking Dead, they don't call them zombies. You know, it's like as if and nobody ever saw a zombie movie or show 
on The Walking Dead. Whereas <laughs> our guys have seen movies, have seen you know Back to the Future. They've seen they they're swimming in the same stew of ideas that we are, um, and and that's one of the things that I think makes the show fun is. All the cultural references and the entire and cast of Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 not Hamilton. Well, but at least they survived for a little longer. Such you a know. beautiful addition to this. This is all of Congress and the cast of Hamilton. I voted for you. <laughs> that series of one-liners well, killing like, the Congress. But okay, yeah, again, like, great. why is that? It's like, well, we got, we have like fifteen suits. We're out of. We don't have enough suits for all the extras. What else do you got? It's like, well, what do we got? Well, we have some pirate outfits. <laughs> like the blue things like that. Well, that looks kind of Hamilton-ish. All right, well, all right. So they're Hamilton guys, you know. I mean, that's so, make it up as we go. I was thinking you almost had an homage to Game of Thrones when they were saying, "Close the door, close the door, close door." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Absolutely, that was us. How did you guess that? You spotted I that. It. Man, we thought we buried that one. <laughs> I know. The deepest of cats. <laughs> the easterest of eggs. Let's talk about Dr. Teller for a little bit. Yes, um, because he's had very interesting development over the course of this season. Ever since he was introduced, um, he was initially introduced as the scientist who... Uh, a very tragic figure with uh, what happened to his wife and what we thought was, you know, the loss of his son. Uh, also, when we were introduced to him at the beginning of season three. And then the he's more... Had more posthumous development than he's had living development. <laughs> yes, he that has. That totally surprised. He had no idea he was in for that much work. <laughs> one episode and... All of a sudden, we're going. Oh yeah! Guess what? Uh, season four is all around built around you. He's like, like I died oh. at the beginning of this season. Why am I still? <laughs> so, why am I still back. getting casting calls? That's it another is example of flashback time. Yeah, that's another example of being dropped off in Zona in the beginning of season three <laughs> right. in a flashback that takes place <laughs> bef- like in the middle of season two. And then suddenly it comes back, and it's like the driving force. It all worked out. It all worked (laughs) out. I mean, we're all very fond of that flashback, not going (laughs) to lie. I mean, it's really good. It was, yeah. It was pretty great for reasons completely not at all related to (laughs) self-indulgence or anything like that. It's fine. For those of you tuning in for the first time, three of the four hosts were in that episode as zombies. (laughs) It was really fun. So everyone going, what the hell are they talking about? We just really... Really like that That's episode, why. guys. It was great. <laughs> Very rarely does my mother call me and go, I recorded your episode. What part are you on? Uh, are you in any other episode? Should I record anything else? <laughs> I watched Zee Nation for you. I didn't understand it, but I, I watched it for you. I've had good. that same conversation with my mother and my grandmother. <laughs> I didn't even too. tell them I was a zombie. <laughs> my, uh, really? My mom. mom. They had no idea what kind of show it was. <laughs> they just thought it was a lighthearted family <laughs> show. We threw, no, she knew it was a she knew it was a zombie show. I've talked to her about it before. She just never watched an episode, so it's like, here, go straight in the deep end for your daughter for your daughter's two minutes of screen time. Okay, my, we get my sad card for this. My mom before she she DVR'd it and before she watched it, she went, "You don't, uh, you're a zombie," and I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "But you don't get killed on screen." <laughs> I would love to get killed. I was kind of hoping we would. <laughs> we we, we were back. in a scene with Ted Gay. I was kind of expecting to go down. Um, but let's let's get back to Dr. Teller's development. Yeah. I want I want to talk about 10K and Sarge for sure. But let's let's talk about Dr. Teller. Dr. First. Yes. Teller is an a hole. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to use harsh <laughs> He's the nicest guy. Like this guy is like. The most amazing, no, like the, the actor. Oh, the, the actor. actor. He's like the nicest. He's the most concerned if you like Dr. Teller. We cast him because he's got those puppy dogs. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the puppy, puppy dog, dog eyes. He's, he's, so empath- he's such a sweet guy and he's so empathetic. So. You know, well, you needed somebody who just was instantly empathetic. We then, we liked him a lot when we first saw him for the because it was yeah you're right because he was never a bad guy no, in our no, mind no. at he first was, that will, was like all backfill story as we got into the next season. I, I will expand on that. In his mind, he's doing what he thinks is the right thing. Like, Genocide. We don't find <laughs> out until the end that he's totally cool with Zona's side of life, and well, we've been conditioned the entire season to think Warren is destroying the Black Rainbow and it's. Evil because it kind of is, and 
Just, and you're just assuming that she and Teller can't be doing something wrong. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you also have to look at, like, I mean, in the apocalypse, at that stage of the game, when things are that bad and they've been un- overrun to that degree, I don't think anybody looks at morality as right or wrong. At yeah. that point in time, it's it's literally triage every day. And I think if you're... Uh, if you're a scientist on Zona, triage is all right. Let's let's narrow the variables. I think if you're like in the apocalypse, it's I need to survive to the next day. And if that means that you know, hey, look, I'm walking down the street. You end up getting overtaken. To save you means I'm probably going to die. I'm probably going to keep walking. Like that's the that's the mentality of people in the apocalypse. You well, know, our how, guys are the anomaly. Look Wouldn't how greedy that? and insane people are now. Just yeah. imagine <laughs> after like that's you know, true. yeah, mm-hmm. billions and billions of people have died in yeah. front of you. Everybody you know is dead. I think you're you know what's swimming around in people's heads. Is, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, what you could justify at that point. Both of you two had a point, Cherry, and then Katie. I think that, I mean, I have a lot of empathy, not only for Dr. Teller, but also for the Murphy. I mean, both of them are trying to survive and do what they think is, is best, but everyone's judging them really harshly. Um, I yes. know if it were me, I hate to say it, but I would totally be in Zona married to some super old, 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 old guy. And I'd be like, you know, I'm cool with this. Right. <laughs> I'm Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the white zip dog? Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. He was so, he was this British guy came in random. No, I'm not joking. He came in and uh, was he actually British? I he thought was, he was at, like, no, that was the that was the real British guy. And we were both like, and we were both like British because I looked over at you and I was like, that was that guy's great. <laughs> right. and, and I was like, well, I was like, he doesn't need that. He doesn't need to act. And like, and like, Carl goes, yeah, that means like Zona is international. It's like, right. <laughs> it's like we were imagining. Well, then we, and then we cast the French guy too. The French guy. I mean, if we could have had like, uh, you know, big celebrities on there, that would have been fun too. Like pop stars, like Jay-Z and Beyonce. And, <laughs> right. You know, that would have been just like, you know, but it, that's, that's what like Zona became is this, it's like a true culmination of the world's most elite. So, the worst yeah. of the worst. Zero, 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 one percent. Hey, some of them are nice. And they're giving back. And now oh, yeah, they're dead. taking away uh, what? They're what trickling down. They're, how many, what, how much, what is the percentage they're taking away on the national parks at this point? Like, it's... Uh, you don't count the angry orange. He's, yeah, it's like he's 50, like, eh. 50% or nah, something No, he's like only that. their ringleader. It's terrible. Uh, but anyway... You had, a, you had a point about Dr. Teller that you wanted to make. Pretty dang sure that the whole, okay, so I've come up with an aerosol vaccine and I need you to distribute it and we're we're subverting Black Rainbow. That, that's kind of the story that you have to feed someone to get it to work. And then right at the end, by the way, I'm evil. Now, I do have to ask... <laughs> That's pretty much it. I do have to ask, was that the plan from the start? Was he manipulating her from the get-go, or was he found out partway through her training? No, he was manipulating her from the beginning. Boo! Curse yeah. you, Doctor Teller. He was. He was. He was on the side of the. He was on the side of the founder. Now, this may be one of those is is Decker a replicant questions. So I'm going to turn ah, it over no. to you and well, ask you. Well, I think. I think. Um, In my mind, he would. Yeah, he was always. Uh, on the side of the founder, but what? what well, he was thinking? he was always a bad guy. I mean, he because he was working on bad things mm-hmm. um, yeah. back at at Teller Labs, and he so he always had a backstory that was a little sketchy and had turned out badly for him, and and you sort of felt like he'd already gotten his punishment for what he did, but but then there was a reason that Zona knew who he was and was mm-hmm. coming after him specifically and brought him to Zona and. Um, you know, so it was sort of like they reached out to one of their evil minions that they had found who was trying to hide from them and brought him back and put him back to work. And um, and once he saw what the setup they had, well, he was a happy, you know, Nazi at that point. <laughs> so, so between what happened at Teller Labs to his wife and son and what he and the part he plays in Black Rainbow, I think Dr. Teller is the the biggest evil scientist in this show. I believe you're looking for a hole. That's the mangala. A PhD in horribleness. So here's my question. 
what about Mr. Sunshine? Because we yes. know nothing about him. This whole time, we're going, all right, he wants information on Black Rainbow. He's, he's working for Zona. He's working against our protagonist. Did he know that she'd been programmed? Did he know that Black Rainbow was set to there's go only, off? There's Is only he... one thing to say. Hmm. He has yellow sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell you everything you need to know. I, th- I think that's the only spoiler I can give away, right? That answered everything That's, that's the only me. spoiler I, I can give away. He has, yellow, he has yellow sunglasses. Now, I do... See, I don't know anything Follow about Follow-up question. Where did he get those yellow sunglasses? That's all I can say Target. is he's got yellow sunglasses. <laughs> There's... Go back, go back to episode. Go back to episode one, season four, and episode two, and then count the yellow sunglasses. There's one sunglass hut on the island. <laughs> well, the people with the yellow it's sunglasses have not had the Zona um, vaccine that's making everyone go insane. So he's one of the few people that hasn't had the vaccine, but which I'm is why he still wears his yellow glasses. I'm wondering if. The question is how much he knew about Teller's plan. I think he was out to stop. I it. think he was actually out to stop the That's plan kind the whole of time. what I'm yeah. thinking. Yes. Yeah. He was he was he was there was going to be scenes and we just dropped them cuz we didn't need them where you saw that he was Teller's assistant. Um and then like they like if the scene where they put her to sleep uh put Warren to sleep if you had continued that scene it was actually written at one point that the two of them move off, leaving her behind, and you see Mr. Sunshine sort of step out of the darkness like he'd been watching, and he was checking on her. You know, but we didn't. in the end, we wound up not, just because we didn't have him on the days that we were filming those other parts. So, um, so he did know, and he was trying to keep it from going off. Right. He's essentially, he knows somebody is, he knows the reset's happening, and somebody's going to Black Rainbow back in D.C., and he needs to go to... Northern Lights and get the codes and then take the codes and beat that person to D.C. in order to stop it. And so taking the president. Mr. Thumbs. Sunshine was the hero this whole time. Yes. Chaotic good. <laughs> I actually really like that those scenes didn't work out. I think it's cooler that we only had that first moment where we see him melting the zombie hand and then he takes off. And we're left thinking he's the bad guy for the yeah, entire yeah. season. I think, yeah, I mean, all the time we get notes from the network to explain things. And it's like, nah, nobody cares. <laughs> they don't care. It doesn't, but it's interesting not to have those pieces and to yeah. fill them in yourself. And, and again, like the real world, there are times when you just don't know things that happened. Um, which to me was, I, I think it was really... Even though it bothered people that Sun May and Red disappeared and we never dealt with it, it was like, yeah, shit happens like I that. I love that. Things just, sometimes things that people just go away in a situation like that and you don't know for years until they pop up, you know, uh, that it's, it's like World War Two, you know, or being a refugee or something like that, that... Uh, well, I think what? the I think the thing for uh, Sun May in particular is that we had two mass disappearances in those episodes, right. and then that plot thread disappeared. Well, and look, so I, I think it was less well that happens to people sometimes, and more something is happening and it is no longer addressed. No, you're right. You're right. And and if you look at episode uh, five, the unknowns, right, that right, McKee with the sound. directed, like that one is like. What's so cool about that? And I remember you got those network notes too that they kept asking to explain what was going on. And and the whole point of the episode is characters don't know what's going on. Was we don't know Box what's Hell? going on. That was Box Hell. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, um, and it's, yeah, they you know they wanted that to tie into the plot, and it was like, no, that's the yeah. whole point. <laughs> the whole point. There's there's a whole other apocalypse going on that our guys have no part in. That's like a whole other world that they stumbled into for an episode. That's another show. <laughs> That's another That's show that they crossed the into for a, Yeah, they fell into another show for an episode, got out of that, got back into Z Nation again. Where were like, we? It, it only ties and into the canon the... because uh, dog food is a delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just product placement. That was just purely. God bless 10K. <laughs> but in all seriousness, like those kind of That's things where you don't know what's going to happen, you and they don't tie in and they do raise a question but the question's never answered also, sometimes that's it, that's the best way to narratively move forward nobody else gets to do that nobody's paying attention to what we're doing when we're doing it we're spending <laughs> money we have it's like we're up in spokane nobody comes to visit i get like half a dozen notes an episode it's like <laughs> 
if you tried to have people just disappear like that on a network show, you'd get so many notes from people ha- <laughs> making you explain it and having it all like, you know, that's that's uh, it's. That's why we just do crazy stuff on <laughs> Z Nation and get away with it because nobody's paying attention so, to us. From so our- basically, when you guys get notes, you're like, "Whatever, we do what we want." It's like when you only get six notes, you feel like you have to pay attention. You can't like blow them off, you know. It's like, you're just, you know, but usually, like three of the notes we're already doing, and three of them, no, you can't do that. Nice note, but. We don't have ten thousand Indians to have them come over the hill like you thought. Like so, That's um, physically impossible. Right. Yeah. And and I'm good at dragging things out until oops, we already shot that. You know, things like that. So, where's the dog at? Citizen Z's dog. We haven't seen him in a long time. <laughs> Around uh, Northern Lights, there. Oh man, playing, went to the I, I don't farm. playing with the baby. Oh, yes, I wanted oh, to see him playing with the baby. He might. He might. Um, um, that kid was so much better behaved, though, than that dog. <laughs> yeah. The dog was an angel. There is nothing but good dogs. He, the the dog was a beautiful, beautiful dog. Uh, uh, fortunately, I did not have to shoot with him once. Uh, I think the deal was, yeah. I think the director said, okay, five days... You can have kids, you can have dogs, you can't have kids and dogs well, in, yeah, the, same, isn't that in the, the same scenes if you want to do these shows in five days. Isn't that the, uh, Unless you're going to have a stuffed dog standing there. Like, a saying here in Hollywood is never work with kids or animals. Children, right? <laughs> you're I mean, like, we we'll do one. About, like, we'll do you know, one. And then cut to the footage from three seasons ago. Just lying on the bed looking up what? Yeah, get the kid to look off screen and have the dog from three seasons go look back at him. But. Superimpose them in the same shot together. We can Photoshop this, right? We can do this in post. It'll become right. another cartoon. He's not dead. Oh. Let's just say that. Oh, okay, good. He's fine. <laughs> the dog is fine. This he's show happy. can be cruel, but it's not going to kill the dog. No. He's off hunting on the tundra. <laughs> 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 Taking down zombie polar bears. So I, I also do. I want to talk about Sarge a little bit because she was a character that was introduced this season, um, and she was named after a fan who sadly passed away, um, but like whose memory is commemorated in this character. And she had a lot of really great development in this two-parter. First, when her loyalty is tested with the president, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and then again, kind of with the way her relationship with Ten K sort of. Flourishes. Uh, <laughs> I suppose is the, that is a beautiful way to put that. <laughs> it's, it's it's that scene from the mummy. You're like, why did you kiss me? I was about to die. Seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> Pretty much that. Pretty much that. Um, was it fun getting to explore her character, especially um, because again, we've had a few characters come from military backgrounds. Was it fun to to throw one into the mix who would follow an order from? Basically, you know, the, a president who's just queen of the ashes. Yeah, no, it was fun. It's always fun when we add a character, um, you know, and you see how they develop, who they turn into over time. Because you kind of wind up with more and more of who they really are as you go. And the character sort of becomes, you know, um, what unconsciously always comes through them. So uh, uh, Gracie Gilliam was is great. And... Um, was uh, funny in different ways than than we had originally envisioned Sarge, um, but totally made it her own character. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, uh, when they do cross paths with Brad here in the future, Ooh. and <laughs> what, what might go down. So, um, yeah, she's. I mean, she was really interesting to write for. Just the idea of somebody who. Uh, has been raised by Marines um, in this environment and doesn't really, you know, is a little bit like 10K in that they never had a proper upbringing. Um, so they're they're a product of the uh, apocalypse. Yeah, because she was young when the apocalypse happened. She mm-hmm. had that story about her parents locking her in the trunk and going to come back for her, and they weren't able to. Right. So she was a kid when all this went down. Right, she, yeah, like 11. Are she and 10K right around the same age? I think he's a little bit older than her. Okay. Yeah. That would that would explain part of it, I think. Uh, <laughs> part of what? 
the infatuation. Um, I I don't know how I feel about. I, I do. I think it's very funny the way she she very much like falls for him at the end of the episode. I think it makes for a great joke. But like as a couple, I'm like, I don't know, guys. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you know, Tink Kay's just not making the first move. He's never making the first move. <laughs> no. He doesn't even know. Tink Kay doesn't know about a first move. There like, are moves? He's like, Tink Kay just goes, oh, suddenly the electricity in the air feels awkward. That's Tink Kay. <laughs> his idea of a first move is giving a girl his gun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like, here you go, you're pretty. Exactly. And his second move is building a tent house with him. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Good second yeah. move. <laughs> and you actually see his like the the exact thing you're talking about in 107 of like uh, our our show. So mm-hmm. like basically, yeah, you're right. Tinke doesn't know. He's like, oh, what? You like me here? Right. Let's shoot. <laughs> Let's go shoot guns. <laughs> Is he gonna keep growing the beard out? In season five? Who knows what he'll look like when he comes back. <laughs> Razors are like... sparse. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but straight edge knives, though. Eh, he would know how to do that. He would. <laughs> You're going to want to see that, aren't you? <laughs> I'd be down. Bunch of shaving. <laughs> There's something about a man who can shave with a knife. I'd love, to watch him try to teach... I'd love to watch him try to teach Murphy how to do it. Oh my god! Uh, oh wow! Maybe Murphy. maybe we'll just have Ten K with his leg propped up. Or, or, <laughs> he doesn't actually know he's full fuzzy, but these are perfect. Or weird. Murphy and Don <laughs> both like you know trying to show each other how to properly shave a guy. <laughs> he's like the guinea pig for him. I, I'm wondering. They if just I go the... back to sketchy and skeezy's barbershop. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> love sketchy and full skeezy. Sweeney Todd straight razor. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a thing. Um, I do. I, I also want to talk about Doc and Murphy because uh, they've had a lot of great moments together in this season, and I wanted to know from you guys what do you guys think was the highlight of their dynamic this season? Because hmm. uh, I mean, wow. the, the I mean, the season basically wraps up with them staring down the apocalypse together again. Know? Yeah, <laughs> we're well, starting to have some fun time. killing zombies in in episode twelve, yeah. right? They're like, you know, uh, um, it's like a the, quip off, yeah, doing the yeah. the hustle or something like that. <laughs> exactly, it's electric slide. Well, that's one of those things that wasn't like wasn't scripted, I don't think. And, no. and uh, um, you're just like in dailies going, did I write that? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? I don't know. I love it. Uh, <laughs> time to reshoot it. So no, but the 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 funny thing about uh, Doc and like we were joking on the set when we were shooting it because you know we're shooting against a green screen with Doc and and Murphy. The ending and, there, and uh-huh. and, uh, and basically we're we're watching this, and as we're watching their two shot, we're starting to think to ourselves, we should just like get the rights to drifting along with the tumbling tumbleweeds. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, the way their their cadence, everything like that, it sort of comes down to the fact that, you know, they have a, a almost like a butch casting the Sundance Kid mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Well, all of them at this you know. point, just they have such a good sense of rapport and timing between them that, um, I mean, that's the real secret to how we make the show and it's good is just them hanging out doing nothing is funny. Um, or re- reacting and responding to even anything is funny watching them do it. So um, they've caught really great chemistry. Yeah, no, and and, that, and which is amazing considering the way we cast the show and and the the you know the crazy way the asylum works and the fact that we don't have deals with people and we have to renew them every year and. Um, you know, so the, there's a reason they have everybody dead at the end of every season. <laughs> it's like you might not have made it uh, negotiations. So just in case, it's right. just in case. it's insurance. <laughs> there's a level of insurance every season. <laughs> it's a nice policy. Yeah. Um, so we are we are getting uh, a little bit short on time. So I uh, I do want to delve into some predictions, but before we delve into predictions, I wanted to know: Do you guys have any? more questions for our excellent guests. I got one. You probably can't answer it, but I'm doing it for you. Uh, how is Sarah Coates going to come back? Yeah! As a... I got you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's like, uh, yeah, she's like my friend Matt Dearborn, where you get a hundred yeah. bucks every time you mention your name on the air somewhere, Matt. If you're listening, um, you owe me a hundred bucks. Um, well, we love Sarah Coates. There may be some way, you know, flashback. Anybody? Uh, who knows? I love me my flashbacks. You know, um, yeah, uh, ghosts or evil <laughs> twin. You know, um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my gosh, that'd be Queen so funny. America. She it's, just starts doing the Marguerite voice from Resident like Evil said, Seven. It's, it's oh C Nation. We can do pretty much You're anything we want. Such so. a long email <laughs> from Sarah. Just Which like all I these do. pitches. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw out my uh, my two cents there. Musical episode, <laughs> extended dream sequence, where she gets in her own musical number. Entirely <laughs> <laughs> possible. All right. I, I would just like to hit yes to all. <laughs> yes to all. Jerry, Please any more questions you. before we go into predictions? But two. why, though? <laughs> I liked Warren as blonde. I thought it was really cool, and she was surprisingly oh, fashionable. Thank you for and I love the shield. She so didn't want to do that. She didn't. I thought it looked so cool. That's what I thought too. Uh, but it was it was very hard to do. It was a lot of work. So, um, but thank you for saying that. You got me out of some trouble. <laughs> and my other question is: Oh my gosh, I was totally distracted with your liking that. Um, <laughs> I loved how we were talking about the black rainbow the entire season and in my mind i literally thought it was going to be a rainbow made of black how did you guys sort of i know you said that you use that special effects people but how did you sort of take the idea of putting it on the drone then making the drones kind of look like a black rainbow because that as a fan my mind was literally i was screaming when i was watching i was like well, oh my god that's such a great that, idea that was he had thought of that from the very beginning so as an example uh um, we had a conversation because Carl walks us through the, the the season at the very beginning of the writer's room and he, and he walks us through what, generally what's going to be happening. And I remember specifically on the day that you mm-hmm. described that, it, literally he drew I a drunk, picture. I forgot the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He just comes in, guys, this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's a rainbow. But yeah, he just drew a picture up on the board. And then when we went and we had the conversation with um, the visual effects team, it was because literally we had to make that right off the bat. So all of these dream beats, a lot of them we made early in the season. And, um, you know, it it had to become this writhing, living organism. And so we knew it was coming off of the drones. We knew it was based on, like, an artificial intelligence that would interact. And we knew that it had to feel, uh, you know, I th- what, what, the birds, the way the birds move and so forth. Right, right, like a murmuration of birds. Yeah. And, yeah, that it needed to move, have it, that feel to it. And that was him from the very beginning. Like, he had that idea... That was the the we're well, headed to this direction, guys. This is the end end point. But it all happens in in like pieces because originally it started out the the season was going to start that Warren was in a coma, but there wasn't any plan or anything. But she had been dreaming of all the kills she had done, and what mm-hmm. she was going to do was wake up this season. Um, and the big twist of this season was going to be is Warren won't kill, and she can't, and she physically, and when she does, she goes into this fugue dream state um, and 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 we knew she was going to have some sort of dream and then it was sort of like, well that's not an active enough character, it'd be hard to do that for a whole season and the network was pushing back on it and it was like, well and then I came up with the title and then it was sort of like, okay, so we'll um, you know, and, and all the pieces just sort of, and then, and then we got that teller guy, we'll throw him in <laughs> Throw him in from three seasons. That will finally make sense. The, epi- the, ep- the, ep- the epiphanies are always the fun part, though. That, that's the thing. The epiphanies become the the fun part because then it's. When the, you wonder how much your unconscious just like planted it in, like yeah. from the whole yeah. knew the whole time, like the whole thing was there. <laughs> um, and ties in with a lot of the story elements from this season. Well, but that's what it sort of feels like when you come. And I've heard other showrunners and writers talk about that because you. Because you do wind up, if you're on the thing for five or six seasons, and you wonder, how did I know I was going to... Things like Warren Shield, you know, like that was... That seems like we were planning that from the beginning, but that's like totally a backfilled... Or was it a backfilled thing? Or was it always there and... 
You and we was, were just waiting to pick it up. <laughs> right, and there's just but you you know because a lot of the a lot of the big pieces all just show up you know in kind of in a row um, at some point for people. So, Are you a Bob Dylan fan? <laughs> Uh, I have been. Route, route 66. There you go. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so we are down to the last couple minutes of the show. We're going to go around the table real quick. We'll start with Katie. And, now, and I'm going to limit it because we're short on time. One sentence prediction. Go. Either we are going to immediately start the next season with our characters who have disappeared or we're not going to see any of them until at least halfway through. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sarah Combs is going to come back. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Technically, that was two sentences, but I'll allow it. <laughs> semicolon. Semicolon. There we go. Semicolon. Cherry? We're going to end up in Zona. They're going to clean it out, and that's going to be Numerica. I like... I like the idea of Murphy's blends coming back into play, uh, since Ooh. Zona's just like... A, a trash fire right now. Unless the trash fire found them and ate them. Popsicles. Ooh, that's, that's very <laughs> Meat true. Popsicle. Wait. That's All very possible. true. Um, well, again, thank you guys so, so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure getting to talk to you guys about the show and about your work on it. And uh, again, thank congratulations on season five. Thank you. Cannot well, thank you it. guys for helping us get there and all your fans and um, that's why we get to do it. So We do our best. We we try. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any upcoming projects that you can tell us about? I know NDAs and stuff in development. It's tough. Well, there is a... We are... Um, looks like we're going to do a spinoff of Z Nation <gasps> for Netflix. Oh! Um, called Black Summer. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and it's about wow. Black Summer. Uh, so... We've wanted that for so long. <laughs> we have. Uh, oh, my goodness. Wow. I yeah, so it's, it'll be, uh, um, and it's about the summer when everybody died. <laughs> awesome. Oh, so the day the music died. All right. I'm so excited. That so it should be cool. good. It should be, yeah, it'll be interesting. That sounds incredible. Is there an ETA for that, or is that just, we got to We're not sure yet. <laughs> These deals just are, we just, the That's two things cool. happened almost simultaneously, so... I don't know which one's going to happen before the other, or if they're both going to happen in Spokane, or if one's going to happen in Canada and one in Spokane. I don't know yet. So, um, but it looks like it's definitely we're doing it. So, well, um, congratulations you told on that as well. Before? What's that? Had you told anyone before tonight? After Bus TV uh, exclusive? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, the first time on that air. That was an Yay! After Bus TV exclusive. Thank you guys. It's been like bouncing around a little bit. Uh, I, I, I don't know if all the deals. Well, I was I, I was going to let you it. talk first. Cause <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can speak, so I'm just going to let him talk first about that. Because 2018, yeah, that's filled, man. Twenty eighteen is like, yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Well, congratulations again. That's incredible. Abram, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Uh, you can go to. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't want to give everybody my email. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, I'm changing it. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, at hotmail.com. Please don't send me like. Uh, no, I'm, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, at TC Abram is on Twitter, uh, and then uh, yeah, and I'm at at Unreal Carl. Thank you guys again so, so much for coming. Thanks for having you. <laughs> Cherry, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Cherry underscore LA everywhere. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias and on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. Ruby on Wednesdays. It's awesome. I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the TheMengwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Don't forget to comment on iTunes. If you, you guys are excited about Z Nation coming back for Season 5, you need to comment on iTunes to make sure we come back for Season 5. So thank you guys so, so much. Thank you again to the cast and crew. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you all so, so much for watching. We will see you all next season. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.